You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 319. I mean, the more you talk to people, the more you're going to quickly be able to filter out the, the lucky losers that you've been preaching about. Yep. So you have to talk to a lot of, lot of people in order to get that gut feeling who's the right lead and who's not. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Brent Daniels, and I have to warn you, this is a warning. There is going to be a lot of bell ringing on this episode because I have two guys out of Houston, Texas, who are working their wholesaling business part-time and they made $500,000 on one cold call, on one cold call, and over a million this year, right? Right? Yes. Yeah, over a million dollars this year. It is my pleasure to bring to the podcast Mr. Chai and Mr. Pete. Say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So, listen, that is a big opening statement there. That is a big 500000 from one cold call, a million dollars as part-time, like – People listening to this are going to be like, what is going on with these guys? How are they doing it? So let's first, let's give everybody a little bit of platform to, to, to work off of. Tell me, let's break it down. Pete, you first. Tell me about you and then we'll go to Chai and tell me about your background and how you got into real estate. Just to stay modest, one quick correction there. Million dollars in the last 12 months, not this year alone. So I just want to... <laughs> So I'll start with my introduction. So I'm a mechanical engineer by profession. I've been into oil and gas for about 12 years now. And, uh, you know, I've been, we've been, me and Chai, we've both been trying to get into real estate business from 11, 12. Uh, we, we have some buy and holds, which we'll talk about uh, when we get into the discussion I think uh, we had common goals and starting last year, January, we uh, teamed up and said, hey, why not uh, do something together? And we started our wholesaling. So it's it's not a long journey like a lot of wholesalers. We've been a year and a half. We did wholesaling for us in the past, but just for you know buy and hold. We never sold anything in the market. Got it. So you guys were just sourcing deals for your own portfolio. Yes. Yeah, got it. Yes, sir. So my name is Chai. I'm also an engineer by profession and uh, I've been in oil and gas for a while, uh, last 10-ish years. And uh, I mean, I came really to U.S. to study, to do my master's, just like most of the other uh, Indian students here. But just like Prakash said, uh, both of us have similar goals and we always wanted to start something of our own. Like both of us have tried different businesses back in India and also here. Actually, we had a business together uh, before this and then we closed it down for some other, I mean, certain reasons. And then we both started uh, looking into real estate as an investment opportunity, not quite as a business. And we, we really didn't know what to what we were looking into. And I mean, one thing led to another. We started uh, by looking at like buying single family houses as rentals, then 
investing in multifamily as passive investors. And then I, I met someone, his name is Moon Kim and big shout out to Moon Kim, which is why both of us are here today. And he's one of the wholesalers in Houston area as well. Very, very popular guy. Uh, he's the one who introduced me to wholesaling, the concept of wholesaling, which we started using it mostly to acquire rental properties for our own portfolio. And then last year, me and Prakash was like, we were out of our previous business and we were like, what the hell, let's let's give it a shot, <laughs> make it a business. And then here we are a year later. I love it. And break down real quick for everybody listening and watching this on the YouTube channel. Break down, what is your guys' normal work schedule with your full-time engineering job? I mean, how do you do this? When do you do your wholesaling business? So, you know, both of us travel also, not, it's not only eight to five jobs, but we also travel internationally. Sometimes we are out for eight to 10 days a stretch. So our regular day, you know, is business, you know, go to work as usual. And in the evening, you know, we have our, in last one year, we were able to divide responsibilities pretty good. So Chai handles the marketing part. I will do the acquisition part. And then at the back end, we team up again to sell the property. So we know our responsibilities very well. And, you know, we will do some cold, you know, I'll do the follow-up in the evenings. Chai will do some follow-up. So Saturdays and Sundays where we will be mostly full-time. And we have uh, we have done some mailing. We have stopped because it, the results were not that great. Sure. But 90% of our business has been uh, through cold calling. We have, uh, you know, on an average, uh, two callers. In, in Philippines, we are trying to get someone locally, Costa Rica, someone American born bought up. So we have not started there yet. So I think we have structured it very well where, you know, we qualify the leads very well. We don't spend a lot of time working on it. So it's, it's mostly part time, I would say on an average two hours a day in the evenings. Love it. And just for resources, guys, what uh, Pete is talking about is call motivated sellers dot uh, com. They are the they're the group that recruits Americans living in South America to make these calls. I've used them for two years and made a ton. So check them out. But I love that you're going that way. But I think the real important thing here is what I'm hearing is you guys don't have a lot of time to mess around with unqualified leads, right? Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, you guys get so to. Have- I mean, you guys are you guys must be qualifying these leads right off the bat because you only have the evenings and the weekends to follow up yes. with these people. You've got two. Are they full time callers? Yes. Two full time callers calling and bringing you leads, 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 leads. You have to sift through all those and find the right ones, right? So at a point, we actually ramped up from one caller all the way to four callers. And we quickly realized how we have a big constraint of time between both of us because of the full-time jobs we have. And that is why we scaled it back down. But we also worked on our processes. We worked on the qualification of leads. We learned quite a bit, of course, over the year. And now we are actually trying to find acquisition agents before we scale back up to that four, five, six scholars level. So... When we started out, we knew that our time is a big, a big constraint and none of us really wanted to leave our jobs right off the bat. Even today, we, we don't, I mean, we have not decided what we want to do. We like our jobs. I mean, honestly, it's nothing wrong about that. A lot of people complain that they don't like their jobs and that's why they got into business. Yeah, but we love our jobs. To do something different. And one of the challenges that we want to take on for ourselves is try to grow this business part-time and 
somehow, I mean, put it on semi-autopilot, mm-hmm. so to say. Uh, by the time we quit our jobs, we will not have another job. I right. Mean, that's how we see it. So, so far, so good. Let's see. <laughs> well, more, more into granularity, you know, we... Uh, you know, there we have about 1,200 leads in our system. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of money hidden there. That's why we are trying to hire agents so you can they yeah. can dig it up. Our you know our average deal is uh, around $25,000 in assignment fees. Yes, and we, our processes are very efficient. Our procurement cost, I would say, per lead is under $2,000. Right, I love it. It's because you're talking to people. Here's the thing. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, it truly is. I mean, it's not It's not a mystery here. But I think that, I mean, you guys are in a next level when it comes to really putting the systems in place so that you guys can be as efficient as possible. And I really want to touch on that because I know for me, there's no way, my mind does not work as efficiently as your guys when you guys have these leads and you have these processes that you guys go through. So let's let's break down, Let's before we get into the nitty gritty specifics on your mega huge deal, which I'm so excited to talk about. People have been asking me about this in the TTP group and Wholesaling Inc. and everything for a while. So it's going to be a real treat to break that down. But your processes, like, okay, so... You, you skip trace a list, you put it into a dialer, you have your, your people in the Philippines, give them a call, and then those leads come in, then what happens? How do you organize this? I mean, there's two of you guys working part-time. How do you organize this? So let me touch on the systems portion a little bit, then Pete can talk about the acquisition process. Yeah. So from the systems standpoint, we have, just like you said, we get a list and we have different, we started out by, skip tracing a general absentee uh, owners, I mean, with a set criteria, higher equity, higher equity and longer ownership period list. And we started doing that. And we quickly realized that all the uh, absentee owners are more than likely investors. And it's a tough, I mean, it's not, it's not that there are no leads in that list. There are a lot of leads. A lot of people want to sell. There are tired landlords. There is just, I mean, 10 of different, issues why people want to sell but then we quickly moved on to different high distress factor lists such as the i mean what you've been preaching about tax delinquent lists or driving for dollars lists i mean you name it so we explored a lot of different lists so we take that list get it skip traced and we have gone through bad skip tracing of course just like you uh, have taught but we went further in fact pete actually got a really, really great deal with uh, this company IDI recently because we are skip tracing. They're getting ready to skip press 100,000 leads now. So that list goes into our CRM and our CRM is very well optimized. I have to mention that here. And our callers, all they have to do is just make a call and put notes within that CRM. That's it. And the lead automatically transports to Podio where we can assign tasks and we are still, I mean, just to uh, just for the TTP family, we are still working on the basic version of Podio. We do not have investor views. We have been working on basic version of Mojo. Nothing fancy, nothing fancy programming. It's just, I mean, we, we got creative because we were on short budget mm-hmm. to start with. Yeah. And uh, now that we don't have a need to go to another system. So that is something after we get that lead in Podio, we can assign tasks to each other or uh, to ourselves based on uh, what the conversation was. We have another section in our podio where we can put our own comments about what happened in the last conversation. So 
if Pete is on uh, vacation and I'm picking up his lead, I can read those comments quickly and assign a task to myself yep. and uh, appointments and so on. And then, I mean, it, go ahead, Pete. No, I was going to say it's really difficult to miss because uh, miss an appointment or miss the follow-ups. We make sure, you know, it pops up on our phone and we do everything. It's uh, on the Podio app. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, our follow-up, I think, uh, it's we have systemized it very well. We... We've been in Houston for a long time, so we, we know the market very well. We know the neighborhoods at what price we can move the properties at. Yep. So I think that's also a stronghold. We both have flipped properties. So you on the phone, you know, I, we can get the motivation level. We can, you know, kind of figure out, you know, the roof, foundation, what the ARV is going to be, what the repair is going to be. So that kind of helps us with, you know, qualifying the leads. Right now, you don't go to a lead that is doesn't want to sell. Got it. Yep. It's as simple as that, right? I mean, you're just looking for extreme motivation. You get to the point, you go through the four pillars of pre-qualifying, condition of property, timeline to sell, motivation, price. And then from there, the best leads, the people that are actually going to do business with you, filter to the top, you work with them and you get them under contract, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much the system. I have to give a lot of credit to this term TTP, I mean, the more you talk to people, the more you are going to quickly be able to filter out the, the lucky losers that you've been preaching about. Yep. So you have to talk to a lot of lot of people in order to get that gut feeling who's the right lead and who's not. So credit yeah. definitely goes to TTP for, well, sure, we, for that. We have, we have scaled up big time and also got a lot more efficient after we joined the group. There are a lot of smart folks. On yeah, the group. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we learn something new every day. Yeah, the TTP family, I mean, support, uh, the support is unbelievable. But what you were saying is is absolutely true. I know with my acquisition managers, I know with myself when I was in the field, is I knew within 15 seconds if I was going to get that deal or not. You know what I mean? You talk to enough people, you understand their tone, what they're saying, what they're really trying to express to you, what they're trying to communicate to you. You see if they're kind of like shifty or if they're trying to put up, you know, stiff arms or kind of bubbles around themselves to kind of get the biggest and best deal or if they're not really motivated or if they just want you to basically, you know, give them an appraisal on their property. And that comes with talking to a lot of people. I I did a video, guys, the other week and I calculated. I talked to 40 45,000 people, 45,000 sellers when I was making calls for years and years and years. And I'm telling you, you, you develop the, the, the ability to understand if somebody is going to do business with you really quickly. So I think that's huge. So let's transition. Let's talk about this big, massive. So when I talk about massive deals on this podcast, on the YouTube channel, Brent Daniels, YouTube, check it out. I talk about $50,000 plus. If you do a $50,000 plus deal, I believe it changes your brain chemistry forever. You start thinking bigger and you start getting bigger deals. Well, you guys just blew this out of the water. You guys went absolutely bananas with it and we need to break this down. So let's go from the start. Let's go from the initial. Let's talk about what list this seller was on and what you initially called them for. And then I'm going to just let you guys run with it. Go ahead. So this uh, this person was on the on the weekend desk. And, you know, I've been talking to the owner. I had a couple of phone calls. The lead was not that great. My last phone call before the appointment, she got down to, you know, around 80 to 82% of the market. And I'm like, okay, now that's getting real. We made an appointment. Uh, I went to go see, you know, saw the house, 
won't budge on the price. I was almost there. Like, I, I don't want to waste any more time. So I just started talking. You know, they were, you know, elder folks. And I like to talk to them. Like, how's everything going? They told me about their background and whatnot. And then I just threw in that thing. Hey, you guys have anything else? You know, we, we are not the right buyers for this property. But do you have anything else? And uh, she said, yes, we have a multifamily, 120 unit and a 60 unit, which we want to sell. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I said, yeah, okay, what do you, how much do you want to sell this house for? And we signed it. Yeah. So you originally <laughs> called, she was on the vacant list. And then you asked the ever important question because you were like, you know what? This isn't going to be a deal. It's not big enough. It's not juicy enough. It's like 80, 82%. I can't really make much on this thing. But, oh, by the way, which, you know, is so important. We get so many deals by the, oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, do you have any other properties that you would consider selling or would consider an offer on, which you guys hit them with? They have 120 units and a 60 units, 180 apartments these people own. And you called them originally on a vacant house that they weren't going to give you a deal on. So you ended up locking up that deal just so that you could show them that you guys are serious, that you guys are committed, that you guys are going to close deals. Because to a lot of people, just closing a deal, you have a client or a friend for life, right? You actually completing that transaction builds up so, I mean, you cannot pay for the amount of confidence that that gives that seller when you actually close that deal. So you guys took a calculated risk and you and you closed on that house. Then what happened? Yeah, we closed in about eight days. And the day after uh, we closed the property, both of them drove us to, you know, wherever the to the city that the properties were. You know, we walked around the properties. And that evening, Chai, remember, I think we signed the contract at yeah. close to 12, 12 a.m. Yeah, and almost at midnight, yeah, we were there at their house going over all the contracts for multifamily. So, like, backtracking a little bit. So, we when we first went to see them, I mean, so he saw the house and he told me, hey, we have to do this deal because they have a 180 unit behind that. And we were like, okay, let's go see the house. We went there and they actually came to meet us. I mean, just in the conversation, we started uh, moving the conversation towards 180 unit because we were really not interested in that house because it was too high. We actually ended up losing two grand, I mean, at the end of the day. Anyways, that's that's not a big deal <laughs> with the amount of money we made on this one. Yeah. But when we asked them for the price for multifamily, they gave us a, a big price tag. And... Uh, Compared to Houston market, it was still a good number, and that was that got us really motivated to to do this deal. So then we asked them, "Are you going to give us a chance on 180 unit if we don't close this deal?" We asked them that question up front, and they said yes. But still, we somewhere we knew that they want to see us in action yeah. before they introduce us to this big boy <laughs> deal. So we made a conscious decision to lose money on that property and take a risk on that 180 unit in spite of knowing all these things. Mm-hmm. So it was a business decision which could not have been accurate, I mean, in my life so far. So the moment we closed that deal, this they agreed to drove us to that apartment complex where we went there and we were, the whole point of going there was just, was just to see the apartments. Yep. And we saw that complex, it's, it hasn't been run very well in quite some time because these this is a really old couple yeah i mean the husband is almost 90 years old so on the way back we were talking about it and she invited us over to their house and we were like okay this means something <laughs> so we made a few calls on the way to uh, people we knew and uh, 
some of the things from the past experiences. So I have I've been a member of this uh, a group of investors in Houston called Lifestyles Unlimited. Yeah, they teach you how to invest in multifamily, and some of uh, Prakash's friends also invest in multifamily. So we called all of our contacts on the way from Beaumont back to their home, and uh, just you know we were ready in case they are ready to sign. Huge. And yep. to our surprise, they were like, okay, let's let's sign this deal if you agree to this price on one condition that you have to put down 1% non-refundable earnest money. So on a price tag of $5.5 million, that was $55,000. Mm-hmm. And that's where our knees were really buckling. Yeah, <laughs> so I bet. We needed to make another business decision to save our previous business decision. So, but again, like we, we got into it. We, we knew what we were doing, of course. It wasn't like, I mean, we, I mean, we, we both have done multifamily before or studied multifamily. And so when we got some advice from these uh, big boys in multifamily, I just wanted to mention this getting advice about multifamily specifically is because if anybody in TTP family get a deal like this tomorrow, just be careful with signing anything where you have to put down so much money. If you don't know anything about multifamily, find someone or call us. We will help you out. Beautiful. We, yeah. So it's just, it's not, it's a different ball game. That's what I want to, I, I want to say here. And the stakes are really high if you want to play that game. Well, and I'll tell you, I, I can't tell you how many times I would be driving, especially when I was getting my business going, how many times... I would be calling people that knew way more than I or that were buying a lot of properties in a specific area or whatever just to double check that my numbers were right or just to find out if there was something that I should know. That is the beautiful blessing that comes with networking, with talking to people in your marketplace. You guys said that you guys have a Lifestyles Unlimited group that you guys are a part of. That's incredible. Some some real estate investor associations are great. Or just going to some meetup groups that are being thrown by people that have really good reputations. Meet with people that are doing business. And the more deals that you do, the more that you're going to be able to communicate with these people because they wanted they want those deals. But it's so so huge when I was starting out to be able to pick up the phone and get that confidence boost. I have I have TTP students here, TTP family members here in Phoenix. They'll call me on their way to an appointment just to double check. It's just huge, right? It's just a huge, huge advantage to reach out and get the expertise. Don't fake it till you make it on some of these bigger deals, especially if people yes, want you to put cash down non-refundable. Yeah, and, and overall in this business, I think the, the key is to educate yourself. So yes. The respect you get from the seller, a seller is not going to sell or sign on anything if they, if they don't think you know what you're talking about. Right. So I think, I think that, help, that helps us a lot. We, we do our homework a lot, even when before the appointment. We look yeah. at the comps. We, we know within plus or minus 2% what we can sell the property at, what the repairs are. So right. that, that really helps the seller. So know, what about getting, okay. getting the so traction. you guys get this thing locked up at 5.5? Yeah. And you guys yes. put 55,000 non-refundable down. Yes. And then how did you sell this thing? So the first portion of the, the selling process was really not the selling. It was mainly to underwrite that deal, which is what any other broker would do. So one thing to highlight here is these deals, a deal this size, anything above 50 unit or 100 unit for that matter, goes to big brokers 
uh, around the country one of some of them are uh, marcus melichap jll uh, or cbre yep. so it doesn't come to wholesalers like us i mean very seldom they do you know all the stars are aligned yeah <laughs> so <laughs> when these brokers look at this deal they have they have people on payroll that do nothing but underwriting deals yeah so they are expert at this they know the market they have sold 10 other deals in that market before so they have complete market data which for for one of us like wholesalers it's hard to get but there are resources to get that there are uh, ways to get that so that was one of the first very first steps for us to do because when you're starting to market this deal to buyers buyers want all that data they are going to ask you for uh, what the cap rate is they are going to ask you for what the rent roll is all these like technical questions you need to be able to answer mm-hmm. so that was the biggest challenge we had like i mean we knew some of the terms but we weren't like professionals to where we were we've never worked as underwriters anywhere right. before right. so we got a lot of different people involved uh, we reached out to companies such as marcus millichap capital we i mean lot of these companies uh, the big brokers they also have their capital divisions who do this analysis for you so they helped us out quite a bit uh, to put the packet together to market this deal to buyers yeah and then i mean you want to take the buyer question prakash so the 60 unit uh, what we and you know chaidin mentioned we walked each and every single unit we knew you know everything what was wrong in the multi family you know each and every all the repairs of both the units so we we took couple of weekends off and we we walked all the 180 units so the 60 unit is where we partnered up with uh, one of our uh, you know he's been a uh, investor in the local area he has about 2000 units uh, he gave us a he gave us an offer uh, which was higher than what we have signed lower than what we have signed it for mm-hmm but you know by then we have done all our homework we knew what the repair numbers were so we we turned around and we it was a challenging negotiation we almost dropped the offer uh and our money was almost gone but the the seller knew that they were asking for a higher price and we did all our homework yeah they turned they turned around and agreed to our price and the way uh, the, se- the seller had, did yes so they reduced their price yes they mm-hmm. reduced their price okay to what uh so we reduced their price so we wholesale that deal for a $200,000 assignment fee <laughs> and we reinvested back in the deal it has a lot of opportunities there to grow so i think we are looking at additional $200,000 on our return on investment in about 18 months so that 60 unit deal is going to give us around $400,000 And what about the well first of all I'm going to do this I'm going to ring the bell for a couple different things first I'm going to ring the bell for the $2000 that you lost on that single family house okay and then I'm going to ring it for the two the the 200,000 that you realized and then put back in the deal and are going to make 400,000 on that 60 unit and then we're going to get into the 120 unit so give me a second so talk to me about the 120 unit So so yeah. 120 unit deal both of these deals we we put a packet together initially and we marketed them as if we are going to wholesale them so there was no plan uh, to keep one or keep both or sell both there was we, we weren't sure what to do with it until we see the numbers and just like prakash said after we talked to a few buyers we got few offers they were all lower than uh, expected 
uh, or rather lower than our signed numbers. Uh, so we we realized our underwriting numbers are correct, and then we went back to the sellers. And because these underwriting numbers have been vetted by other brokers around town, there was no doubt that these are incorrect or anything. So anywhere they go, any if they even if they go to a broker, they are going to get that same offer, except they're going to have to pay six percent in commissions, right. which they don't have to pay with us. Right. So that was the biggest advantage we had. And also, I mean, the the whole relationship aspect and truthfulness and uh, the data-driven appro- approach has all like basically helped us gain their trust. So they ha- they brought their price down for sure. But then when we marketed it, we first uh, reached out to someone we knew who would be interested, and uh, that's the person Prakash mentioned owns two thousand units in that area. Oh my! And God. he looked at both deals, and he was interested in one deal. And we felt comfortable going with him. So then that strategy was decided on 60 units. Yeah. But the 120 units, because he said uh, the numbers don't work for him. And at the time, the negotiation had not been done. So we went back to sellers and told them, hey, we we can only do the 60 unit, but we need to drop 120 unless you go down on numbers. And we were talking to a few other buyers who had made an offer at a significantly lower price. Sure. And we, we had never thought that seller would go down uh, that much. So we went to the seller and told them, this is the story. We are going to buy 60 units, but we are going to drop this one. And then they quickly, they had a reality check right there. And then they they came very close to the buyer's uh, offer. I mean, mm-hmm. little bit less than the buyer's offer. Yeah. So it became a positive deal at the point. Yeah. So we were happy and we were like, okay, now we are not going to lose money. At least we'll break even here. Yeah. So then it continued from there, and then we had another round of negotiation with that uh, with the seller because we weren't really making anything, and we had enough data points to to present our negotiation strategy. Yeah. So we went back to her and finally got her down by hundred thousand dollars below what the offer was. So our numbers were at hundred thousand dollars assignment fee. But again, we had another broker in this deal, sort of like a middleman, who facilitated this buyer side. Yeah. And we wanted to share some of the profits with that person. So we needed to sweeten the deal even further for ourselves to make worth our while and all this headache that yeah. we went through and everything. So uh, after we had a few rounds of uh, walkthroughs and unit walkthroughs, and when we had actual occupancy numbers and actual repair numbers and everything, we finally were able to bring that seller down by $300,000 on oh. this. So the profit on that deal alone is $300,000 of which we kept two hundred and ten, dollars yep. and the rest went to that other broker. And however, we, even as of today, we regret not investing that back in the deal. <laughs> but sure. at the time, that was a different scenario and we had different mindset. So we were like, okay, I think let's take this money out and use it for our other plans, which yeah. we, we we have quite a bit of plans for the money we have. But uh, at the time, I mean, we kind of regret that we should have, I mean, we should have gone back in the deal so with the investor that purchased it. 300,000 assignment, 92 a broker, 210 for you guys realized cash income into your Absolutely. bank. And mm-hmm. another 200 that you kept in the other deal, that's going to turn into 400 in 18 months when I assume the thing is looking pristine and rents are raised and everything's done, right? Yes. yes. Sir. So over 600,000 from this one seller. 
Minus, yes, minus 2,000. <laughs> Hold on, let's get this real quick. It's just incredible. It is incredible. Imagine if, for some reason, you just didn't skip trace that address or you just didn't get the right data or the right phone number or your person didn't call them or they didn't answer the phone or whatever. But all these things lined up. You talked about it. When the stars align, Things, yeah. uh, things just, it, it just happens. But that's the thing. I mean, I know for sure if you're not making calls, you're not going to get this opportunity. That is a hundred percent. Uh, I'm certain of that. But if you are making calls, if you're talking to people on a regular basis, you put yourself in a position to have a shot at something like this. Now, listen, for the every, this is far way above my, my, kind of wavelength when it comes to putting together deals. I mean, you guys put a lot of work into this, a lot of effort. I think that your guys's engineer minds really did the right amount of due diligence. It sounds like the brokers, you sold them on the idea that they could get paid on it to help you step, walk through the disposition on this. And they got paid handsomely for it, which is so smart. A lot of people want to keep it all for themselves when it makes their life so much easier and actually gets the deal done. If you bring somebody in that has that expertise, plus you're reaching out to people that knew what this would sell for. And you brought all that data points to the, to the seller, which listen, I don't care if it's a condo or a house or a 120-unit apartment complex. If you bring data to them, it makes sense. If you want a price reduction, then prove why you want a price reduction if you're being serious about it. If you locked up something too high because you hoped that you could sell it, that's the wrong way to do it. If you really thought that it was a deal and you locked it up and it's not, and you bring them an inspection report or comparables or just a walkthrough with a contractor and a breakdown of what it's going to cost. I mean, these things matter and it makes sense to the seller as opposed to just saying, hey, I need this 300 grand cheaper. You want to do it or we're out. Never going to work. It would never never work. work. It would never work. It wouldn't work in a house. It wouldn't work in a condo. You got to bring some points to them if for some reason you locked it up too high and the market's not going to bear what you thought it would. And that happens sometimes. But and just to add to this uh, thing, like just like you said, your engineer minds, that could have been the reason why you were able to do this. But I would like to add on to this. So both of us have engineering background and have worked as an engineer before, but both of us now work in supply chain uh, roles. So, and for people who don't know what people in supply chain do is we deal with contracts, we deal with negotiations uh, right. with uh, with some of the biggest big companies. It's multi-million dollars contract that we deal on a day-to-day basis in our jobs. And one of the reasons why we love our jobs is because of that. And that's what gives us so much more like almost unfair advantage uh, when we talk to sellers because we have been trained for negotiations. Big, we have big been... deals too. Huge oh, deals. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, all those negotiations, you know, uh, we focus the least on numbers. We connect to the seller. We, you know, you need to know what you're doing. You need to do your homework. You need to get the respect from the seller or, you know, whoever you're negotiating with. And that makes everything easy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. So guys, I mean, just absolutely incredible. I mean, this, the, the breakdown from everything that you did there was just phenomenal. It started with one call and then you guys just took it to a whole nother level by asking them if they had other properties. And then 
being really smart in the way that you did your due diligence to make sure that you got this deal and you got it to somebody that got it closed, right? I mean, that's, that's what we do. We source opportunities. That's all we do. That's what wholesaling is. We source opportunities and we get paid really, really well for it. So talk to me, guys. I know that you guys have a system that you guys want to talk about or some some value that you wanted to bring the audience. This was really important to you. So just speak to that. Absolutely. So uh, we have, so just like I mentioned earlier, we have used everything that you have preached in the TTP group. Just like, I mean, basket tracing, uh, mojo, I mean, you name it, everything that you have talked about, we have at least tried it or used it or are still using it. But one of the things that we did from that point on is we have improved our systems to talk to each other and integrate with each other so well that we are still working on the base podio platform. And anybody who tells you that base podio platform cannot do certain things is wrong. There are a lot of ways to use Podio without programming it as it is. So we've just figured out a lot of ways to seamlessly integrate everything very frugally. So what we want to offer here uh, for any anybody new in TTP, in TTP family, you know, getting getting one deal is easy. Getting two deals might be easier. But if you have to do this consistently, you have to have a process set up. You have to be very, very organized not to miss a follow-up and, you know, be, be on the TTP group. You learn a lot from everyone. Be, some of the deals that we are closing now are from last year. You know, we, it's not only single family. We have closed six-figure deals on a house. Yep. Our, our average, we have some, you know, we have $100,000 house that we've closed, which <laughs> we wholetail. We have, uh, have $50,000 assignment fees as well. So it's, you know, the process is the key and, and networking is also the key. If, if people, yeah, if people want to know about the way that you set that up, what's the best way? Can they email you? What, what, what's the best way to contact you? So we have our uh, website, stepuphomebuyers.com. It's stepuphomebuyers.com. Awesome. And uh, you can, anybody who wants to connect with us can send us an email at info at stepuphomebuyers.com. And that email comes straight to me and me and Pete directly. And we also have our phone number on the website. That's a company number. They can text us, leave us a voice message, or call us on that number. And that's a Google voice number. It comes straight to our cell phones. Yeah, uh, and guys, and, and, and just for anybody out there listening, this isn't just for the TTP group. If you guys are out there, you're, you're getting started, or you're in the Rhino Tribe, you're in Wholesaling Inc. program, definitely reach out to these guys, especially if you're in the Houston area. I mean, this is all about building network. This is all about finding new relationships. So make sure that you reach out to these guys, because I am telling you, your life is going to be changed if you guys start having conversations with these guys. And they're a wonderful and exciting resource for you guys to use. So make sure that you guys uh, reach out to them at info at stepuphomebuyers.com. Right? And so- I would like, yes, I would like to add something. We, uh, we are trying to expand. Uh, we have about 1,200 leads in our pipeline. And I'm pretty sure if someone can you know, start dialing those lists, it should be a six-figure or more. So we are hiring acquisition agents. Awesome. In the city of uh, in, in Houston and you know in the neighborhoods. So we we want to be out of the acquisition process completely. So if you're motivated and you like to close deals, 
please contact us. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for that breakdown. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and so has everybody else that have heard or, or, or seen your post. And I remember getting the text and the call from you guys when you guys were putting this together. It just, it's absolutely incredible what happens when you talk to people. So anybody out there watching this on the YouTube channel, Brent Daniels, uh, real estate or listening to this on the podcast. Thank you for sticking around. It's been an amazing interview. If you're looking to join the most proactive group in real estate investing, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. A couple of the resources used in this uh, interview is callmotivatedsellers.com. That's if you're looking for an American to make your uh, cold calls for you. And then batchskiptracing.com. Use the coupon code TTP. You get a discount to 18 cents an address. So check that out. That's what these guys um, are using. So guys, thank you so much. This has been absolutely incredible. I look forward to seeing this journey, seeing you guys. It's just, you guys do this part time. And like, I feel like, you know, like listening to you guys and doing this interview, like I need to get bigger deals. I need to go out there and do bigger stuff. I mean, it's just absolutely inspiring. So thank so, you guys. Just uh, one closing comment, uh, if you don't mind, but I don't know if you, if Prakash mentioned what I, where I was going with the systems that we have put into place is, I mean, of course we are, uh, expanding in our own city but at the same time we are looking to expand in other cities as well and that's where we are trying to uh, instead of going in ourselves we are trying to partner up with wholesalers who can use our platform where we take on the marketing aspect and they do the acquisitions part Incredible. we are actually piloting we are piloting that concept in miami so anybody who wants to reach out for that as well yeah, yeah. Stepuphomebuyers.com. Info at stepuphomebuyers.com. Reach out to these guys. Guys, thank you so much. A fantastic episode. This is just absolutely incredible. So uh, I think you've expanded everybody's mind on what the potential for this business can really be. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, everybody out there, I encourage you to talk to people. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.